Don't you know that you so wrong, man? You're wrong and here's why. Chris and Greg don't see eye to eye. Like none of the time. Robert Covington sticks. I don't care what you think. How is LeBron James the king when he's ruining teams? Yo, wrong and here's why. Underdog Sports presents. Yo, wrong and here's why. Underdog Sports presents. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Hey everybody, welcome to this week's episode of You're Wrong and Here's Why. Chris Horwadell joined by Greg Crone. Gregory, how's it going? Good, good. The NFL is back. And it's even kind more of. back. Coming up. The NFL, even backer. I couldn't get more back, if we're being honest. I know you tuned into all four quarters and every single play of the Hall of Fame game. Didn't watch a second of How it. dare you? <laughs> you, didn't, you didn't sit through the 45-minute rain delay? prior to kickoff no, I, I didn't even know that happened i did not uh I, I i saw that basically nobody was playing and uh elected to god i don't know what i was doing that day but something else i don't know there was there was definitely a couple guys that was interesting that were playing josh jacobs played for the raiders which was interesting some oh. defensive players played you know mostly young guys though nothing like but like higher draft picks obviously uh, Jesus Christ! What's the guy who was number one overall pick? Uh, Trayvon Walker. There Apparently it is. Played pretty well. Yeah, I he, am. I am. I'm gonna. I had to. Uh, I had to get NFL Plus so that I could watch Eagles games live because uh, they're not on TV here. Uh, so you know, I have access to all the games. I'll probably go back and put it on at some point, just so uh, I know what's going on. But it's been a busy week. Oh, you see, now NFL Plus is interesting because I was on vacation when it was launched and announced, mm-hmm. and I have almost no idea what it gets me if I sign up for it. Okay, well, let me do a little sales pitch for you right now, and you can use my promo code at the end, which won't do anything for you, but... It'll do something for you. No, it won't because it's not real, but... <laughs> um, okay, so NFL Plus, there are two tiers... Both of them, I, I was happy to see, and this is a, a fun little, fun little talk for anybody who's considering NFL Plus. Both of them, I was happy to see, um, cost less than Game Pass did, which this is uh, ostensibly replacing. So, what you get here, Gregory, for the four ninety nines here, you can pay four ninety nine a month or twenty nine ninety nine a year. That's a fifty percent savings off of the total price. You get NFL Plus. That gives you access to. Live out-of-market preseason games, live local and primetime regular season and postseason games on your phone and tablet, live audio for every game, and more. What more is is not specified. Mm. That's fine, uh, but look, if you're interested in this kind of thing, just pay the nine ninety nine a month. You get NFL Plus Premium. That's going to give you access to the same live out-of-market preseason games, live and local primetime, regular season and postseason games on your phone and tablet, live audio for every game. But you also get full game replays for uh, every game, and that's on all devices, ad-free. That's nice. You get the you get the condensed game replays on all devices, that's, that's ad-free. You get the All-22 film, the coaches film, and uh, much like the other one, you get and more. That's nine ninety nine a month or seventy nine ninety nine for the year. Really? I mean, how long do you actually need it? I'm probably gonna subscribe for 
I'm going to subscribe for the preseason, and then I won't uh, won't really need it in, as much anymore. Well, the issue becomes, if, from a fantasy football perspective, because that's the only thing I can really think of, right, for me, as to why I would use this. Because in reality, on Sundays, I'm going to be watching the primetime games, obviously, talking about Sunday night football, Monday night football, mm-hmm. Thursday night football. Um, during the actual, like, 1 o'clock or 4 o'clock games, if Eagles are on, that's the game I'm watching, and then Red Zone's on another screen. Uh, that's mm-hmm. just the way it works. And the afternoon games, there's so many limited games. Like, I don't need full games on. Red Zone does enough because there's only two Well, Greg, three. for the record, this is not Sunday Ticket. No. This does, this does not allow you to watch live no. games, any live game throughout the season. This, you, can only, you can only watch replays I'm of any goofball. game. I misunderstood because I thought, live out of market preseason. I'm like, all right, cool. Uh, yeah, then I have absolutely no need for this. <laughs> yeah, you, unless you're really trying to check out like Buffalo Bills preseason games or something. That's, uh, and I'm pretty. Sure, I think they actually replay every single preseason game on NFL.com. Uh, I mean, not on um, NFL Network. NFL Network. You just have to find when your respective game is actually being played, well being shown. But uh, yeah, no, I want to look. I'm really excited to watch this Eagles team. Um, I'm hyped for the game on Friday. I'll pay 10 bucks for a couple of preseason games and maybe put some other stuff on while I'm working. That's that's the only thing I could really think of um, because I typically work... I have two ultra-wide screens, and I typically work on one, and then I have like YouTube videos and analytics stuff open on the other one. Just replace the YouTube videos with the con- with the condensed game replays, and uh, you know maybe I can watch eight, nine, ten NFL games a week. When Just it's all said and done. give me NFL game uh, Sunday ticket available for everyone. It is. We've no. talked about that. No, again, but I I've yet to see or have the ability to do so. So no, I, you can. I need you better, I need can. I need an app that I can go in and sign in and watch the games when I want to during yep. the season. Yep, you sure can. I don't you can think do that, that exists. Yeah, it sure does. You can do it on your Xbox. Uh, you have Xbox or PlayStation. Available on both, for the record. You can do it on your Xbox. You download the Sunday Ticket app. You just have to get the Sunday Ticket digital, pl- uh, the, the, um, uh, the whatever it's called. I'll find it later. Uh, but you do, you do not need a DirecTV account. Now you're 100%, asking 100% of fallacy. Far too much. Can also watch it on. You have, uh, you have what Roku? No, the, you have uh, the Fire. I TV? have I have everything. Fire sticks, Roku devices, Roku TVs, Apple TVs. I got okay. Everything. Well, Apple TV is the best way to watch it. Then you can you can just download the Sunday Ticket app on Apple TV, log in, and you just watch any game. And actually, it's cool because you can watch. I forget if it's three or you can watch up to four games at a time. I have to go find my Apple TV. I have a very old Apple TV. It honestly, I mean, yeah. You have you have an X you have a, an Xbox. You can you can do it. I have all that stuff. I have Xboxes. Mm-hmm. There's Playstations. There's all sorts of things. There are no barrier to entry for you here. You have all of the necessary ingredients. Now, the only thing is, it is kind of annoyingly expensive. But if you just happen to know anyone who has uh, who is going to any sort of university, you can get the student price, and it's significantly cheaper. Well, I know who I'm going to talk to. Myself. Can- I'm going to go back to a university just for this. That's smart. 
idea. I think you're probably going to end up paying more money than you would just for the regular Sunday ticket app, but you will learn something and learning's invaluable. Learning, you know what, Chris? Learning is invaluable. Knowledge is power. That's how I look at it. And you know who has not learned their lesson, Greg Crone? That is the Brooklyn Nets. The Brooklyn Nets find themselves in one of the most dysfunctional situations I've ever seen for an NBA team. You have Kevin Durant come out and say, uh, oh yeah, remember when I said I wanted to be traded? Yeah, I definitely still want to be traded. And also, I think your coach and GM are a joke. Uh, it's them or me, Joe. It's them or me. And uh, then good old Joe Sai came out and he's like, well, I'm going to go with them. But I'm not really going to trade you just to trade you. And Kyrie's basically openly insulting Steve Nash and Sean Marks. Then you have Ben Simmons. The Ben Simmons story that came out this week is wonderful. Now, Shams, Shams went on the Pat McAfee show today and disputed a little bit. For the record, a couple days ago, Rick Buecher came out. Rick Buecher, a very respectable and uh, trusted NBA insider. Buecher came out and told a story about the Brooklyn Nets in the playoffs last year. And it goes as such. They find themselves down 0-3 to the Boston Celtics. And within the group chat, the players are asking Ben Simmons because the talk was Ben was going to come back any day, save this team. Are you going to play? Are you are you are you going to are you going to play with us? What's what's going on? We it'd be cool if you came onto the floor. And uh, rather than answering, Rick Buecher purports that Mr. Simmons simply left the group chat. I mean that that's it's so childish, but I don't I wouldn't put it past him. I no, I think it, it definitely happened. All. I think the Shams thing today was a little like I'm doing. I'm going to do a favor for some people. It's just, it's so ridiculous. What does he like? This this is what high school kids do, or twenty five to thirty five year olds when they get upset with group chats or the, or the ire turns to them. And in this case, it's not even ire. They're like, bro, come play basketball. That's what you're paid to do, and we need you. It's bizarre. It's absolutely bizarre. Fun update to this story. 24 minutes ago, the New York Daily Times says that, uh, oh, well, KD, uh, you don't want to trade me? Um, I could hold out. I mean, the, the NBA stinks. It's just like, what? It's, I mean, it's kind of funny, though, to have the Nets suffering through the exact same thing with Ben Simmons as we did with Ben Simmons last year. It is. You are not wrong. You were not wrong at all. So... But it's just still, it's it's a little bit excessive. It really is. Like, where, what do you th- where do you think KD ends up? I I still feel like Phoenix is the best fit. Like I feel like that's just what's going to end up happening. But the problem I, the problem is the lack of Aiton at this point. Yeah, I mean, I I. I I just don't know where else you could go. Like, I mean, every team in the NFL, uh, NBA is going to be interested in this. Sure. Guy. Well, I, you know where I'd prefer him to go? The 76ers. Trade, I, Hard, trade yeah. Harden back to them? Well, no thanks. I, like, Harden's in, like, I'm going to take, I know it's stupid. I'm going to take Harden over Durant. It's a very and, dumb take. I'm, I, 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 I agree. I, I agree it's a dumb take. Durant is a million times better. But he's a baby. I, I, he's just a baby. He's a guy who wants to. He he consistently tries to get to the team that is 
that beats him. <laughs> the best team in the NBA, he tries to find his way to whenever he is is moving on. Like, I like Harden. Um, I think he's going to have an incredible bounce back year. I don't think he's going to be the James Harden that he was in you know 2015. But I think he's going to bounce back. You've seen the pictures. The guy looks like he's in really good shape right now. I'm gonna. I'm okay with it. I, and, and I can. I can see that Durant is a hundred times a better player. I just don't want him on my team. He's one of those guys that I would have a hard time rooting for. Why? Why? Because he acts like ev- because he acts like every other player in the NBA. No, he's way about? worse. He is way worse than every other player in the NBA because he is one of the elite stars of this game. At least you know allegedly because elite stars are supposed to be able to carry their teams to something of consequence. And all he does is complain about everybody else and then go try to sign with the best team in the league. Cause that's, he doesn't want any competition. He's a baby. LeBron is literally net. LeBron is considered the best player of this generation. And he has never won a title outside of maybe that, that one in the bubble. And even that is a sham because it's in the bubble and it's a whole set of circumstances. Oh, 100% agree with yeah. that. It's a whole set of different circumstances. He has done the exact same stuff and built teams, literally GM'd teams to bring in Hall of Famers. That Heat team with Ray Allen and Chris Bosh and Dwayne Wade and LeBron, that is four minimum Hall of Famers on that team that he had to build okay, to win well, titles. And he the cried Ray his Allen way thing, out of The everyone. Ray Allen thing is a little bit misleading. It, it, did it not happen? Yes, it happened, but that's like saying, you know, oh, Shaq and Kobe paired up with Gary Payton and Carl Malone on the on the Lakers. Like, Ray Allen wasn't Ray Allen at that point. He hit a three to force game seven. What are we talking about? I didn't say about? he didn't make any shots, <laughs> but he wasn't Ray. He wasn't the, if the player, the Ray Allen that played for the Lakers would not, if that was who he was his entire career, we're not certainly not talking about him as a Hall of Famer. Let's put it like that. Sure. He wasn't, he got game Ray Allen, Milwaukee Bucks Ray Allen. He, he wasn't that version. motherfucking shuttles were. Yes. He wasn't that version of Ray Allen. He for sure though was a contributing factor on that team and came up big when it mattered, which is what matters on championship teams. But I don't, that, that's not, that's not nearly the point. I get people, the the whole Golden State thing obviously sits poorly, right? Mm -hmm. Because that is a very weird move. It's a weird move, and it's sort of one of those give-up moves. But I don't like this narrative that you think where just because he wants to go play for whatever, the best team, yada, 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 that he's the only player that's doing this. And you wouldn't take him on your team because of it. When did I say he was the only player that's doing? You can't this? root for him. There's guys that do yeah, this all the time. Yeah, because he is. There's a guy he is a specific team that did kind it. of baby. The guy that you just said forced his way out of two teams in 18 months. What are we talking about? I'm sorry. Uh, you're. <laughs> I don't think anyone with any common sense would blame James Harden for wanting to get the fuck out of Brooklyn, knowing what we know about that organization. Well, I for sure don't having, blame him. Having but I'm to saying... deal with Kyrie, having to deal with the softest superstar in the world, Kevin Durant. Like, yeah, I wouldn't want to be there either. Dude just wants to win basketball games. He showed that by giving up $15 million. I mean, he also, he just wants to win basketball games and collected checks for from a Houston team that was completely dead last, or not dead last when he was there, but not not serious contenders for almost the entirety of the time he was there. Outside yeah, of maybe and, one and, year. And how long did he stick that out and try to make it work instead of just saying, "Oh, I need to go play with much better players. I need to play with all stars because I am not good enough to carry my team." 
I mean, by the way, by the way, Ray Allen played 25 minutes a game and averaged 10 points over two seasons for that heat. I think that second season probably plays a bigger role. He went went 10.9 to 9.6. I mean, Kevin Durant spent nine years in Oklahoma City. Like no, the, no, you're talking about Ray Har- uh, James Harden. No, I'm talking about Kevin. Durant. Oh, Kevin Durant. I, I thought guess, he said Kevin Garnett for some no, reason. No. I don't know why. <laughs> it's okay. But Durant spent nine years in Oklahoma City. I guess one in Seattle, if you want to count that. But I mean, like, I don't understand the argument you're trying he, to make. He was there. He was there just as long on a on a like a rookie contract, their first extension, those kind of things. And, like sticking it out and wanting to get your first title are two wildly different things. One guy made okay, a move earlier. By the way, how long? By the way, just for the record, how long did you say he played in Oklahoma City? From 2007 into 2016. Well, Nine unfortunately, years. that's unfortunately that's not even close to correct. Uh, he played three seasons in Oklahoma City. Kevin Gregory. Durant played three God seasons in Oklahoma it. City. God damn it! Why do I not know who people are? <laughs> I'm looking at James Harden instead. Like I'm not. I'm, I'm just apoplectic with rage. It's okay. Listen, and and Oklahoma City's dumb for how they got rid of Harden, but that's essentially what made Harden to be who Harden eventually became, and now eventually where he is now. But yeah, the point the point is is that Durant. To say you don't want him on your team because he's a guy that wants out of situations like is him. is crazy. It's crazy. I don't like him. Now, would I trade Tobias Harris for him? Sure I would. The but. guy averaged 26.9 points a year after he blew his Achilles out. Yeah, he's a superstar. Yeah. I don't disagree. I don't disagree that he's one of the five best bat- players in basketball. I just don't. He, not somebody I want to root for. Then he played 20 more games the next season and averaged almost 30, 29.9. And we're worried we, we want him more than the guy that wore a fat suit to get not out of Houston. A, not a guy I want to root Got it. for. Well, that's that's insane because like, he's never done anything to me outside of outside of maybe taking shots of people on Twitter because he's an athlete that actually acts like a real person. Outside of that, maybe that's why people don't like him. I don't see any other reason why you wouldn't want to cheer for Kevin Durant. That's crazy. Oh, because he's a baby. That's fine. Almost every professional athlete is a baby. You cheered for Carson Wentz, baby. You cheered well, that's for... A, that's certainly true, but we, in fairness, we didn't know how much of a baby Carson Wentz was at that point. Accurate. Very, you are definitely accurate there. But uh, there's tons and tons of professional athletes that are babies that we cheer for on a daily basis. It's just not as openly known. Well, if it's not openly known, then we're not consciously making the decision, are we? I cheered for Terrell Owens. That guy's a huge baby. Yeah, but he's a different kind of baby because Owens is not someone like Owens. There's drama, but he's the hardest worker on the team and willing to play through basically anything as is evidenced by basically playing with a broken foot in the Super Bowl and leading the team in catches, receptions and touchdowns. Kevin Durant came back on an injured leg and blew out his Achilles in a finals game. Just to play, I, th- I this comparison is it stinks. It stinks. Has has Kevin Durant ever done uh, sit ups in his driveway? Not to my knowledge. He may, then he may. he's no Terrell Owen. Actually, well, hang on. I found footage. He was wearing a shirt though, so that doesn't. Wait, did he really do sit ups in his no, driveway? No, no, no. I was just making a shirtless joke. That'd be um, hilarious. Yeah, if only. Um, but no, it, yeah, it's it it's an interesting. It's it's an interesting all around argument. The Nets the Nets reap what they sow though. This is again, we go back to it time and time again with franchises in all of sports. 
bad teams stay bad for for reasons. For there are plenty of reasons why these teams stay bottom of the barrel. Every once in a while, you sneak up on them. You you show you know somebody gets something. Uh, yeah, they they find magic in a bottle, lightning in a bottle for a year, and then it goes away. Like th- there's a reason why this happens, but this like bad franchises stay bad for for this. This is why. And honestly, okay. I don't care. Get Joe Sai, please side with Steve Nash and Sean Marks. Get Durant out of my division, and hopefully I mean, out of my he conference. Hasn't done, he hasn't done anything in your division, so I wouldn't be too worried about. I mean, he didn't play in the almost the entire regular season, and then was a half an inch away from putting the the eventual NBA champions out of their misery in round one of the playoffs two years ago. Only counts. Only counts if it goes in, homie. It did go in, except his foot was on the line, and then he forced overtime, and because nobody else existed on that team, uh, including I believe, I believe James Harden was on that team. Uh, yeah, James Harden is not a sensational player in the postseason, and because he was irrelevant for that team and had to be carried by said said uh, Kevin Durant. Well, he's got Ben Simmons with him now, so he'll be fine. <laughs> That's fine. Uh, that is one of the great postseason players of all time. Uh, an interesting wrinkle in this story, and the and look, I look for anybody listening to this. I'm not crazy. I know how good Kevin Durant is. What I am is stubborn. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to make that distinction right off the bat. Uh, interesting wrinkle in all of this. The Pelicans have apparently jumped into uh, the Kevin Durant sweepstakes, offering uh, Brandon Ingram as the centerpiece, which, you know, it doesn't seem like it's all that impressive, but Brandon Ingram has gotten really good and over the last handful of years, and nobody's been paying attention to it because uh, it's happening in Nolans. Also, draft picks plus uh, Jose Alvarado, Herb Jones, who was a really nice piece, Devontae Graham. That's that could be interesting, man. That He's, could be interesting for a couple of a uh, couple of reasons. Well, Ingram's one of the most underrated players I think in the league. Like for sure, just silently All Star level play, All NBA level play. Uh, if we're being honest, but he just because of where he is and all the other hype that goes around that team, specifically Mr. Williamson, that, that he just kind of gets it, it. Just doesn't get talked about enough. I mean. It's certainly a package if you're the Nets I'd consider. Herb Jones is also a really useful NBA player. Yeah, absolutely. I've certainly bet on him for different different things throughout the year in terms of player props. So I'm down with it. Um the one thing I'm curious about, and I'm trying I'm trying to find it, but I'm not sure. Cause Ingram was in the Simmons draft. What is Ingram on that rookie max? Because if he's on, if he's one of the rookie max players, then he can't be traded to the Nets while Ben Simmons is on the team. Oh man, that's that is crucial. Uh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> I don't I don't know if he's on. He's one of those rookie max players uh, like Adebayo and Devin Booker and all of those guys. Um, but you know, KD, CJ. I feel for CJ here. I really do. Literally the end. The NBA PA president, and uh, like, would would be playing with not the most reliable person in the world in Kevin Durant, and uh, even less reliable Zion Williams. I was gonna a, say it's a player who they literally had to put a body fat clause in his contract. Yeah, that's not great. It's certainly not great. You know, 
Hopefully Zion comes back, though, and he becomes the guy that we expect him or we've seen from him. You know what I mean? Like it, Yeah, it's hard for me to imagine Zion having a crazy long career. Yeah. That body is just, it's not made for explosive movement. Well, the, the issue is, is it all depends on the style of play you decide to, to, to try to do in the NBA. Like, you're right. Over an extended period of time, there's there's almost no way you could keep that going. You know, the, the, for 10, 15 years, it's just not possible. Yeah. Right? So, if you were able to transition your game, and obviously the explosiveness is probably the biggest part of his game. but For sure. If, if you talk about being able to transition a little bit and, and become a little bit of a different style player... You have the ability to definitely hang around, and and it just depends on how much. Yeah, but you want nobody's to do. talking about hanging around with Zion. No, obviously that's not I the know. goal. Yeah, you want to be a superstar. You want him and, to be the superstar that he. And is by the way, as. he he was in 2020, 2021. Those sixty one games he played, averaged twenty seven points a game. I mean, yeah, he absolutely was, but then he got hurt, and now we're here. I think I also think it's interesting how. We overrate sample size in in some of these guys because when in in 1920 Zion uh, takes 0. 0.6 three pointers a game and he shoots 42 percent in 2020 2021 the next season Zion takes 0. 0.6 three pointers a game and he shoots 29 percent that first year he made 0.3 a game. The next the next year, he made 0.2 a game. And that is the difference between a 42% and a 29% three-point shooter. It's not great. Not great at all. Well, like, hopefully when he's been practicing in Oregon or Washington, wherever he's been, he's, he's working on the three-point game. Yeah, I, I hope he's working on the body game. Well, that too. That's also kind of crucial. Because, ah, oh man, like... I just can't imagine him staying healthy. Okay, here's here's an interesting game, and we'll have to look back at this in, you know, three years when his career is over because of injuries. If I were to set the over-under at 67 games played in a season, any season in his career, will he ever hit the over? <laughs> How many games did he play no, the first he played. He played 24 the first year, coming off of an injury. He started the season incredibly late. And 61 in 2020, 2021. And where's that line? 67. I know, I, uh, 67 and a half. That's so tough. Because all he needs is just one year. One year that he puts it together and stays healthy. Yeah, but it, but here's the thing, especially with all these injuries, is there ever a time where he's not going to be load managed? Oh, God, I hate the NBA. Uh, no, probably not. But 67 games, you're missing 15 games. Say it's the second half of the back-to-backs. I think... So he would need to stay completely injury-free. I think it could happen once. I think it could happen once for sure. Okay, so you, so you're taking the you're I'll, taking the uh, over. I'm willing to take the risk with. I'm sure I'm getting plus money on this, so I think I have to. Sure, it's plus one ten. Yeah, I'm in. I'm in. Give me the positive money. 
All right, I'll just need you to send your deposit to <laughs> my Venmo, and uh, we'll reevaluate this as soon as his, he announces his retirement. Oh, that's perfect. Absolutely perfect. <laughs> you got disposable cash. Oh, yeah, tons of it. <laughs> uh, I wanted to segue to another story that I found today that I thought was interesting. We mentioned the return of the National Football League. I found an article on ESPN talking about each team's most interesting positional battle, Gregory Crone. Ooh. I saw this and but I wa- didn't read it. I want your take on who you think will, you know, who you think uh, will, should, whatever, whatever your thoughts are in each situation. And let's start at the top with the AFC East. The battle is slot receiver. And uh, Cole Beasley's obviously been cut. We have Isaiah McKenzie versus free agent Jamison Crowder for the Bills slot receiver spot. Uh, I mean, Crowder's just been so. It's hard because you spend all those times, all that time. See the Jets Crowder or see the Commanders Crowder. Actually, it doesn't mm-hmm. really matter. Um, it's just hard to judge which one's which. Uh, I I have to go McKenzie just because he's been in that offense for at least a tiny bit. You have that relationship with Josh Allen, that kind of thing. I think that matters. Both similar-sized guys. Uh, McKenzie a little bit smaller. He's listed at 5'8". I think they bumped him up an inch at some point because I remember him being 5'7 the entire time. And uh, 173, Jameson Crowder, 5'9", 177. Crowder really feels like he's built bigger than 177. Uh, 51 catches for Crowder last year in that just atrocious offense that he was playing in. And uh, 20 for McKenzie. I still go McKenzie, I think. All right. Let's talk about the running back position for the Miami Dolphins. A lot of people in this battle right now. They brought in Chase Edmonds this offseason. Uh, they also brought in the, the running back with the fastest individual GPS time of last year, Raheem Mostart. Uh, they also brought in Sony Michelle. I mean, they all, they have Miles Gaskin, Salvin Ahmed, and uh, Zaquandre Zaquandre White, all fighting for a roster spot. I believe this comes down to comes down to Edmonds, Mostert, or Sony Michelle. Greg Crone. I mean, the issue with going with Mostert is is that guy can't stay healthy. Yeah. And Edmonds is such an interesting guy because when he there was flashes in Arizona that he had the potential to be very good. I just don't think he has the ability to be an every down back, right? Um, and Michelle's been underwhelming everywhere in all of his stops. Like, he had occasional flashes in, in New England and L.A., but nothing nothing that gives you any real, like, uh, the consi- like there's consistency here. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think, I'm going to be honest, I, I, I think they're going to run with Mostert. But I don't know how long it'll be before Michelle has to be the every down guy because of the uh, because of the injury situation with him. Mostert has played 16 games once in his career. Uh, broke into the NFL in 2015. That was that 2019 season. 16 games with the 49ers, 772 yards, eight touchdowns. He was uh, he was a weapon. But then he played eight games, and then he played one game. Yeah, I mean, exactly. Like he's a guy, and this sort of goes a little bit back to fantasy football. He, he's he's a guy who was slated as a starting running back on a team, 
But he's a guy that would go in like the seventh or eighth or ninth round of a draft, tenth round of a draft, because yeah, there's just was never enough production, right? And I think injury concerns, obviously, those types of things, it it affects that. So, like I said, I think he's a guy who gets the start in that situation, but we see how long it lasts. All right, the New England Patriots cornerback position, J.C. Jackson, now a uh, Charger. So this comes down to uh, Jalen Mills, old uh, old friend of ours. Woof. Ter- Terrence Mitchell, Malcolm Butler, and rookie Jack Jones. I mean, if there I'm is, there is a right answer to this, by the way. If I'm anyone, and mm-hmm. if I'm any team, it's not Jalen Mills. So take. I'm gonna him- stop you right there. Allegedly, Jalen Mills has established himself as the Patriots' number one versus cornerback. I mean. Who knows what changes throughout the preseason, but that's where we stand as of today. When when will we learn? When will we learn? Uh, it's he, e- he's got sweet colored hair, Greg. It's either Malcolm. It's either Malcolm Butler or the rookie. Those are those Malcolm are Butler two. is like nine hundred years. Old. I understand that Jalen Mills isn't a spring chicken. Um, but I, that's where I would go. If Mills I'm is twenty eight. Not a spring chicken in the NFL. I mean. I guess that's fair, but also not Adrian Peterson. No, good God, no. Not Tom Brady. How dare you? That man went to a championship game, maybe. No. See, I've always said Jalen Mills is kind of the Tom Brady of the cornerback. You know what? You have said that in the past, so <laughs> that makes sense. I do get that. It's kind of my slogan. <laughs> oh, that's funny. So what's your guess? I'd say either I, I it's either the rookie, uh or, Jack Jones. Yeah, or or uh Malcolm Butler. Good luck, Patriots. I don't understand this one. Uh there's definitely a right and wrong answer here. The New York Jets, the cornerback position, will it be last year's value mid round draft pick Bryce Hall or <laughs> Sauce Gardner? Hmm. Ha. Number four overall pick in the draft. Um, let's see. What uh, it could be? D. Milner. Is D. Milner still around? No, I'm almost certain that he's not. It's very obviously um, Sauce Gardner. What are we doing? Yeah. What are we doing, yeah. Jets fans? Come on, ESPN. What's this hashtag content? They just they just want they just want clicks. You just want to create the buzz. You know how to do it with these fan bases. Certain no. fan bases are more interactive. The Jets are certainly one of them. You, you do something stupid, and then you get clicks. Well, I'm not a, uh, a f- in terms of Philadelphia Eagles fans, I'm not really a Jimmy Kemsky fan, even though he follows me on Twitter. Shout out, Jimmy. Um, so I probably shouldn't have started with I'm not a fan. Uh, it gets a little bit uppity for me. But in, uh, in at least he did before. I don't know if he still follows me. Or maybe he follows Underdog. I don't know. Who cares? Anyway... Um, in his article today, he basically just said, thanks to the NFL for forcing teams to put out these ridiculous depth charts because it gives people free, easy content. I'm sure. Yeah, absolutely. Moving to the AFC North, the Baltimore Ravens, we're looking at the left guard position. Uh, last year's third round pick, Ben Cleveland has, uh, he's missed a lot of the training camp early because of a conditioning test looks to be in the, uh, the trailing position right now to either Ben powers or Tyree Phillips. Do you have a strong take on this? Uh, mm, no, yeah. I'll be honest. I do not. 
Yeah, I mean, left guard positions in the <laughs> AFC are just... I mean, we're going to talk Not, about another one, another one right here with the Bengals. Uh, although this one is slightly more interesting. The left guard position comes down to second year... Uh, second-year lineman Jackson Carmen from Clemson fame, or uh, North Dakota State product Cordell Volson? I, I guess go with the first guy. I have no idea. <laughs> I, when you're getting into this interior is, linemen like this... This is the b- analysis that the listeners are here for. I, I mean, well, like, listen, I, I don't focus a lot on the left guard position of the Bengals. I, I just don't. So I don't know. I, I mean, sure, I guess Vol... I, I, no, and North Dakota State, I'm out. I'm 100% out. Give me the guy who went to Clemson. You go to a powerhouse school, you have powerhouse talent, you go to North Dakota State, and you're better at shooting ducks than you are at throwing passes. Ricochet shot at Trey Lance there. Exactly. Uh, let's see what we got here. The Cleveland Browns. Looks like the defensive tackle position is what we're talking about. They have got former first-round pick Tavon Bryan massively under uh, underachieving. They've got Sheldon Day from Notre Dame, a rotational guy in the past. They've got former Missouri DT Jordan Elliott, Ohio State defensive tackle Tommy Togiai, and rookie Perion Winfrey. Have any strong thoughts on the Cleveland Browns defensive line? It kind of goes back to, you know, Teams that are good in college, players that play for those teams typically translate somewhat in the NFL. I like the guy from Ohio State simply because he went to Ohio State. That's what we're that. That's how we're gonna have to do this one. It, it, even it, to be fair, I think no matter what you do with that Cleveland Browns defensive line, you're going to be fine. Um, yeah, because, because of the guys on the end. Exactly. There's so much. There's so much firepower on the outside of that. That particular defensive grouping that I don't really see I hold your own if you hold your own you're gonna be fine that that's how that's how I see this you know what I mean rotate them in rotate them in by the way how about the comments that Roger Goodell made on the Watson situation today and he say uh, it should be 10 or should be full uh, well he first referred to Deshaun Watson as predatory And, uh, yeah, came out hot and then said the most egregious behavior we've ever seen an NFL player. Well, Raj. And, well, well, that, that's, yeah, that's on record. And uh, said he needs to be suspended for at least a full season. It's good that he's taking a stand. However, Raj, Raj forgets. Uh, I mean, while, yes, Deshaun Watson is a very, very, it's a very, 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 very heinous act. Axe, axe, axe. Body spray. There is a guy. There, there are a couple other guys that have done some things that are relatively heinous. I don't necessarily need to get that into detail about those Ray, players. Ray Ruth killed somebody. That's, well, Ray Ruth had had a had his pregnant girlfriend or wife. I don't remember which. Essentially, set up a hit and had her murdered while she was yep. pregnant with his kid. So. Yeah, let's let's relax a tiny Ray, bit. Ray Lewis almost certainly responsible for having someone killed. Yeah, like like there there are some things there are some things here. Uh, Jesus, well, you think you said all the right things? You said all the right things, but you took it to a level that, it, oh God, it just. Well, he's trying to justify the position, is what it well, is. Well, he's also not wrong, right? He's not wrong with the the no. the, the, the 
The action certainly deserved at least a, a, a lengthy suspension, potentially a full year at minimum. Mm-hmm. And I, I think he him coming out and at least saying that helps in a way wherever this appeal is going to go. Well, from what I've read, the the gentleman who they assigned to uh, to the appeal does a lot of work with the NFL. And and he uses the NFL to build his actual practice, oh. the, the, the association with the NFL. So the assumption is that he's going to do whatever the hell Roger Goodell wants him to because he doesn't want to hurt that relationship. So it's going to be, I can't imagine Deshaun Watson's playing football this year, nor should he be. I was going to say, so we aren't seeing him until 2023-24. I and I pray to God. I don't want anything new to happen, obviously, but I pray to God somebody else comes forward with damning evidence on that guy, and we just never have to watch him play football again. That would be wonderful. Um, we don't we don't need people like that. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's a it's an interesting one. It's not great. Not a great the, not a great time. And the Browns would certainly uh, certainly be punished in their own right, having to trade three, uh, five draft picks, including three first-round picks, and uh, get nothing. But that was a, g- a good lesson for teams that character does matter a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. It should. It absolutely should. <sighs> Speaking of character, let's talk about the Pittsburgh Steelers quarterback position. Mason Rudolph, one of the NFL's great men. In that battle with Mitch Trubisky and first-round pick Kenny Pickett. Trubisky has been the starter on the depth chart throughout the preseason thus far. How do you think this shakes out? I think they start off with Trubisky. I just do. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, I think, I think y- y- depending on, like Pickett would have to really overwhelm. You might as well just s- start with Trubisky and... Allow Pickett a little bit of time, but then make the switch. Make the switch when you have to. Well, it took Pickett five years in college, so let's give him five years as a backup. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I mean, I'd give him a couple games. I don't like in, unless unless you're going to say unless you're going to move on, like move him to that starting role and say, listen, there's no chance we take you out. Sort of like the Eagles did when they traded Sam Bradford and said, Wentz, this is your team. Here we go. Or was it Bradford? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they traded Bradford and said Wentz here. This is your team. There's yeah, no Wentz was Wentz was gonna be the three. Yeah, there's there's no safety net, etc. I think that's what you have to do if if you're the Steelers and can I don't know if you're gonna trade Trubisky necessarily. No, uh, I don't but, think he has that value. Yeah, well, Trubisky also isn't like uh, Bradford was an established NFL quarterback. Trubisky was, but then he spends the year in Buffalo as the backup. It's it's a lot less. It's a lot easier to be like Mitch. You're going to be the backup versus Sam Bradford. You know what I mean? So yeah, and also it's not the end of the world. He's not making like a crazy amount of money. So if he's your backup quarterback, that's okay. Especially if the starting quarterback is Kenny Pickett, who's making a rookie minimum. Yeah. yeah. So I think I think that's the I think that's the play. You let Trubisky roll and then go from there. Yeah. Ah, that's it. It's going to be interesting to see what happens if this team isn't playing well largely because of the quarterback play they you know and maybe after 10 games they find themselves three and seven or four and six do you just go to pick it just to see what he is because at that point you're putting yourself in the position to get a you know 
Bryce Young or CJ Stroud, but at least ha- potentially have the option to draft them. Yeah, absolutely. I think I think you do. I think if if there's a clear a clear like, hey, these guys stink situation, <laughs> we might as well see what we have. You know, why not? The Houston, the Houston Texans running back position, Greg Crone, former Colt Marlon Mack has looked all right aside from injuries, and uh, you've got rookie Damian Pierce from Florida, also a Rex Burkhead. Uh, jeez. I, I mean, I think you platoon for it, but my, you can't go Burkhead, right? No. And the rookie was Damian Pierce? Yep. And then Marlon Mack's just the guy who never really recovered from, was it Achilles? I think he was mm-hmm. Achilles. He's, right, Achilles in 2020. Yeah, he's never, never really been the same since then. Now, obviously, he got absolutely buried by Jonathan Taylor, so that's... That's hard. Doesn't help. Yeah. Uh, Naheem Hines stepped up as well. So like, there's there's a little bit of that that plays in. I think if if Mac is showing you a little bit of anything in camp, you might as well give it a ride. You know, this is a guy who's had who had some success in the NFL for a short period of time. Why not? That's what I'd go. I'd, that's where I'd go. Flip side of that coin for me is that the Texans are probably the worst team in football. Let's see what the rookie can do. Yeah, I mean that that's definitely an argument you can have, but they're a bad again, bad organizations stay bad for a reason. So mm, that's fair. <laughs> this is a fun one. The Indianapolis Colts. Left tackle. Eric Fisher's gone. And the battle is now former Philadelphia Eagle Matt Pryor versus uh young draft pick Bernhard Ryman. Uh, Ryman, the uh, Central Michigan products, Ballyhooed draft pick, has looked pretty bad so far in camp. Meanwhile, uh, Pryor is a giant of a man at 6'7", 330 pounds. What was the one guy's name? Bernhard Ryman. Bernhard Ryman. That can't be a real guy, right? Yeah, it's, it's Bernhard Ryman. He played at uh, Central Michigan. He was like came to Central Michigan to be like a shot putter or something. I don't exactly remember what it was, but it, it wasn't to be a, a football player. I mean, give him a shot. I mean, I've seen it. I've seen Matt Pryor. I mean, like, come on. He spent years in Philadelphia. Give 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 Mr. Ryman the shot he clearly deserves. Oh, you're talking about Bernhard. That's where I'm going with it. Bernhard Ryman. Um... <laughs> Yeah, apparently Matt Pryor is the leader in the clubhouse right now, but I can't imagine they don't want Ryman to take that position. At least try it. I mean, we see you see guys all the time with uh, you know coming out of nowhere and doing it. So might as well. On the other hand, Matt Ryan probably wants the slightly better player to play. Well, that's accurate. I mean, there's there's just zero doubt that that's not the case. So let's go the other side of the line for the Jacksonville Jaguars incumbent Juwan Taylor final year of his rookie contract he's been good not great since being drafted out of Florida trying to hold off oft injured but elite prep prospect and had a very good season last year offensive tackle Walker Little from Stanford I'd go with Let- Little that's yeah, right. Little was a major riser in the draft process. Yeah, I'm Pac-12 guy, Stanford. I'm in on that. All right, let's uh, let's stay at right tackle, Tennessee Titans. It would be fun if we had skill positions at some point, but <laughs> what are you going to do? 
Uh, also, we probably have to speed this up because uh, we're not nearly as far through this as I thought we were. Right tackle for the Titans. They thought they had their guy in Isaiah Wilson. Turned out he was crazy and lazy. Now you've got 2021 second round pick Dylan Randutes. Randutes? Rand... Rad... Randunes? I don't know. Dylan. And 2022 third round pick Nicholas Petit Frere from Ohio State. Petit Frere. Ohio State, as much as I don't like them, that's... I'm going with those guys. That's what I have to do. For the love of Jeebus, Gregory. Going to Denver. Let's talk about the guard position. That's what we want. I know. What is... Like... Do people? How do you expect people to still be reading this ESPN? Who wrote this? Article? This is where I mean. Listen, uh, this is this is what we do. That like like camp battles. It's all about the trenches, Chris. That's where the games are won and lost. This is when the, I when I have NFL Plus and I'm watching the All Twenty Two. This is uh, what I'm thinking about. I'm watching the guards. Just watching the guards. See who's pulling. See who's holding their own at the line. Yeah. Exactly. When I uh, very early when I was uh, when I was running NFL draft blitz, like as you would imagine, we had to do player profiles, and that just led me to uh, so many times when I would have to record games, and I couldn't record them on a DVR at that point. DVRs were just like they were still kind of expensive. Uh, I had to like I recorded them on on actual discs. Wow. And uh, I still have a lot of them. And I would go back, watch, watching the offensive linemen, especially the interior offensive linemen, just pause, rewind, pause, rewind, looking at, did he get off the line before other people? Where is his hand placement? Does he make violent contact initially? It was <laughs> so boring. That sounds like absolute pure misery, bud. Pure misery. All right, look. We're at 48 minutes. The I Quinn Quinn Minars is my guy. I want him to win that uh, right ta- right guard spot in Denver. Let's. I want to talk about it. interesting ones here. The the Chiefs is a little interesting. It's actually a skill position. Talking about the running backs, Clyde Edwards Hilaire, the number one, but he's missed a lot of time with injuries over the last couple of years. They bring in Ronald Jones. He's allegedly looked very good. They also have Jarek McKinnon, Derek Gore, Isaiah Pacheco. Is this clearly Hilaire, or does Jones uh, does he have a role? I think it's clearly Hilaire. I mean, you can mix Ronald Jones in, sort of like the similar situation they've run in Tampa the past few years. Um, but he wasn't able to establish himself as a top tier guy on on like as the guy on that team. Like, and mm-hmm. and you talk about like it's not like Fournette was some dominant force, right? It's, he's, a, he's a force, all right. Well, 260 pounds of force. He's definitely something, but it's not. It's not the guy that I'd be, you know, like Ronald Jones versus him. You think Ronald Jones, if he looked that good, he'd be able to, you know, overtake Leonard Fournette at a certain yeah. point, especially how, with how low Fournette's stock was coming out of Jacksonville. So, I mean, to me, I think it is. In, unless Edward Solaire continues that injury bug. I don't see why it wouldn't be his position. Uh, the Raiders' right tackle position, the Chargers' right tackle position, the the Cowboys' left guard position. This is one that scares me a little bit, Greg. Let's talk about the New York football Giants, and that is the tight end position. And it scares me because it is between Ricky Seals-Jones and Daniel Bellinger, and I am 
very concerned that Daniel Bellinger is going to be a very good NFL player. I hate when it's skill positions for teams that we play. I know. I still have nightmares about Shockey. I mean, he was he was brilliant for the Giants, so that's where this is concerning. And the Saints. I saw him play for the Saints today. I was watching the 2009 Eagles versus wow. Saints game talking about NFL Plus. Ooh, that's Kevin the, Cobb to that, Deshaun Watson. Uh, uh, no, not Deshaun Watson. Uh, the, the, oh, what, Deshaun Jackson. Yeah. Deshaun Jackson, but then there's also the playoff game. Oh, man. Jeff Garcia to Dante Stallworth. And speaking well, of problematic guys in the NFL. Eh, that's Jeff probably. Garcia. Yeah, exactly. That's probably an unnecessary shot at Dante Stallworth, I think. Yeah, don't knock Dante Stallworth. I like Dante Stallworth. Dante Stallworth is my guy. He did an interview with me when he was at Tennessee. He Fuck was, Kelly Washington. He was uh he when like one of the first times I ever played fantasy football, I shared a team with my dad. And this is like we're we're going way back to like Dante Stallworth's rookie year. And we both had absolutely zero idea how fantasy football worked like hmm. almost none my dad still to this day has no idea but we but we took dante stallworth in like the third round because hey that is dad's john stallworth and then we hmm. went from there <laughs> it's a good starting point yeah well hey i don't even know if that's true if his dad is john stallworth i'm assuming i don't think it he is. is no i don't hmm. think it is close enough it, yeah, I, well regardless it, that 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 makes it actually even funnier then looking back on it, we won't, we're not smart people. Let's find out, but I don't think he is. I feel like it would be it would be high up on his Wikipedia that that was the case. Yeah, parents only listed as Donna Stallworth. So, <laughs> all right. So see, this is this is how this is how dumb we were back in two thousand and two. Mm. Well, all right then. Philadelphia Eagles, wide receiver position, specifically the slot receiver position. Quez Watkins versus Greg Ward versus Britton Covey. I mean, Greg Ward, I guess. No, it's Quez Watkins, 100%. You're wrong, Oh, yeah, duh. Sorry, I, I got confused by the Covey guy and forgot that you mentioned uh, Quez. Uh, Quez Watkins. I don't know. Quez Watkins worries me. I've been expecting the speed to be a real factor over the past couple years. Hopefully he's open. Well, like hopefully, that, hopefully he can be hit when he's open is what I mean. Yeah, apparently, uh, apparently they're making some plays in practice. That's actually using uh, what's his name? Oh my God, who's our quarterback? Jalen Hurts finally uh, used the middle of the field a little bit, and uh, you know that's nice. Washington football team is the nickelback position. Don't really care. Bears offensive tackle. Lions cornerback is is kind of interesting because this comes down to Will Harris versus the one-time cleanest cornerback prospect that I've ever seen in my life, Jeff Akuda. I, I, I guess you go with Jeff Akuda. I talk about yeah. like big bust, then injuries, missed all last year because of injuries. But at at Ohio State, the cleanest cornerback prospect. I mean, I, one of the top five I've ever seen. It, it is it is one of those things where, you, like, I, I know I kept saying, oh, you got to play at the big university. Like, that's who you go with. This does happen sometimes, though. When you're surrounded by serious talent, like, it's not it's kind of the Namde. Well, I guess Namde wasn't surrounded by serious talent. He was surrounded by more serious hype than anything else. But, Dream team. But my, my point is, is that, you know, you play in an, in an offense or sorry, a defense that is 
top tier. You got unbelievable D line play from different random Bosa's. You know what I mean? Like yeah, best available Bosa. Yeah, which whichever whichever is around, it certainly can help. You know, affect how you how you go. I still I still hold out hope because I think there's a very a very real chance he can be good. It's just a matter of it's just a matter of can he can he be healthy and can he go out there and actually contribute. Mm. Agreed. Uh, Packers offensive line don't really care. The Vikings safety position. Guess what? It's going to be their first round pick, Lewis Sign. Huh. Uh, Falcons the center position. Matt Hennessy. Is that Matt Hennessy a Temple guy? I think he is. Hell yeah, Matt Hennessy's the winner of that position for me. Uh, Carolina Carolina Panthers. Here we go. Maybe the most interesting one. Open competition between a couple of first round picks. One went number one. One went number three. Baker Mayfield versus Sam Darnold. I mean, it's Baker. Come on. Yeah, I, like, I don't know why people you, are talking about You can't. I, I know they're trying to make it into like, uh, ooh, Baker might not be the front runner. And then yesterday comes out like, yeah, Baker's the front runner. And it's like, he's always been the front runner. Like, he's always been the front runner. You, you, they traded for him. They got a year of Sam Darnold. It was miserable. And like, it was so bad. I know he got hurt, but it was so bad that they, they brought Cam Newton back. Oh, like, he was also bad. Well, that's true. But. That's my point. Like, it was just not good. Not not good at all. Uh, left tackle for the Saints. Uh, interesting that Trevor Penning, their first-round pick, has been absolutely terrible, and he's been hurt. Uh, Bucks interior offensive lineman to replace Ryan Jensen, who's going to be out potentially the entire season. Cardinals cornerback position. Don't really care. Right guard for the Rams, center for the 49ers, right tackle for the Seahawks. So that concludes the <laughs> positional battles section. Would have been cool if there was a couple more interesting ones. Probably should have gone through and <laughs> looked at this myself, but I like having the, like seeing it along with the, uh, me reading it for the first time. No, it was good, man. It, it's fun. Like that is the one fun part of training camp. And, and obviously, you know, I'm not going to sit here and, and dissect offensive lineman battles for the AFC North. That's do that's, it. Yeah. I mean, maybe I'll do some research this week, but, uh, it, it's it, with it, NFL plus you can do it all. Exactly. I'll be watching the all 22, but it's just nice to have football back. The preseason is, is going to be in full swing by the time we talk next week. I just remember there's only three games, um, today I was looking at the preseason schedule and I was like, wow, stops after three weeks. I said, what's, Oh, Oh, yeah. oh, right, cool. So we only get three fake games I have to, like, half watch. So mm-hmm. I'm very excited. I'm very well, excited. Plus the, whole, plus the Hall of Fame game. Eh, eh, yeah, but that's only one game. I'm talking full weeks. Before we get out of here, Gregory, I want to talk quickly about the... Oh, God, I can't believe I'm going to say this. Golf. I'm going to talk about the PGA Tour. I'm going to talk about the, the Live Tour. And this this lawsuit that's going on right now, uh, some of these P, these old PGA guys uh, who are now moved over to the live suing the PGA Tour for the right to play. Uh, also, by the way, Cam Smith went to the join live today, right? That's, that's the rumor. There, he he no commented it. Uh, when oh, I asked so so today. he definitely did. Yeah, exactly. It's a rumored hundred million dollar deal. We'll see. So, but he probably plays in the FedEx. Uh, St. Jude this weekend then makes that decision. Probably. I'm sure it's probably something like that. Or he'll withdraw right at the last minute, like that kind of thing. 
All right. A federal judge in California might decide Tuesday whether to grant a temporary restraining order that would allow three golfers who left the PGA Tour for Live Golf to participate in the FedEx Cup playoffs starting this week at the FedEx St. Jude Championship. Scotty Scheffler, the number one ranked player in the world, says he's curious to see whether Taylor Gooch, Matt Jones, and Hudson Swafford will be joining him at TPC Southwind this weekend. This is crazy. They left. Like, yeah. they knew what the deal was. It's, why do you, Why are you trying to play in the PGA Tour? You left. It's bizarre. It's bizarre. Like, I get it. Like, oh, well, I, I this is my spot I earned for the playoffs. Like, that's... it's my, Yeah, but once you leave, there is, there is no... You can't just come back. You resigned yeah. from the PGA. Well, maybe you didn't, but others resigned from the PGA and made that move. Like, this would... Decisions have consequences. That's how this works, right? Like, it's not... It, it, it's it's really crazy for, to me to think that they could just be like, yeah, we're coming back. We'll be fine. Like, no. Yeah. Scheffler goes on to say, I'm definitely curious to see what's going to happen. It's one of those deals where those guys kind of made their decision to go join another tour and they broke the rules and regulations of our tour. Now they're trying to sue us, which is definitely a bit frustrating. I heard it was going to happen. I knew some of the guys aren't surprised about it, but I definitely am surprised to see some of these guys now suing us. You, we we go full circle. You want to talk about being a baby? Suing the PGA Tour because they said you can't play in their playoffs because you no longer are on their tour. That <laughs> is being a baby. You went and you got your whatever millions of dollars to go play on the live tour. You have the bigger purses, the three-day tournaments. Like, that's all good, man. Like, you did it. There's just zero reason to, to try to battle your way back into this unless – Unless you, it's it's for more pub, publicity for live and people trying to make spin this into a conversation to where to make the PGA Tour look bad, but I don't know if that necessarily works. I, I think people are more more than anything. People are just kind of I, like at least me like I like the novelty of live. I think it's interesting, um, but I'm not like I. The only reason I like I'm not going to tune into YouTube to watch it. The only reason I really even know it's on is because I subscribe to. The zone, so I can watch darts tournaments, and it, it just happens to be broadcast on the zone as well. So, like, that's can, sorry, can you tell the zone is a DA or DE? DA, DAZN. It's the does zone, yeah, is what you're watching. Yeah, exactly. It's boxing heavy, very boxing heavy streaming service. Boxing, snooker, women's champions league soccer. Um, yeah. Sounds like torture. Did you see that the the clips going around today of that quote unquote sport and, and I mean God bless the people taking part in it, where they kind of like it's kind of like the slap fights, but they have to they have to they're holding their left hands. They're like across they're basically sitting at what looks like like an arm wrestling table. And they both have one of their elbows on the table and they're holding they're holding left hands. And then they're just like throwing haymakers at each other. But the rule is like you have to like stay in contact with the table. Uh, I did not see this, but it sounds ridiculous. It is amazing. It is amazing. It is the I would say the greatest sport in the world, the oh purest gosh. sport in the world. That, that I, I, skiing, I can, downhill I can, skiing. I can only imagine, dude. Those those clips are crazy. Did you see the one? Uh, that was, it was like the Russian field and it was 600 on 600, just like MMA. They no, all had, it. that's uh, just called war. A lot of them had like headgear and MMA gloves on. Some just had gloves on, uh, but it was like a giant brawl. I have no I think idea. You're talking, I think you're talking about the Russian Ukrainian war. No, this was not, this was not a part of that. 
You remember when that used to be a big deal? People were talking about it. Like we saw stuff about it and now it's just we kind of forgot about it. It's the way the world works. Well, it should. No, it definitely shouldn't. <laughs> definitely was, shouldn't. I'm stopping myself from making any comment about this. It's going to come back to bite me in the butt. So uh, <laughs> with that said, Kevin Durant's baby. I've been Chris Forwardell. He's been Greg Crone. This has been this week's episode of the uh, You're Wrong and Here's Why. It's been a long week already. We'll see you next time.